Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's really designed to help you think about and reflect on your business, not just do your business. You know, you've heard many years ago from Michael Gerber about working on your business, not just in your business. And what I try to do is give you some topics to really have you reflect and hopefully take your business to the next level. This podcast series is supported by my friends at Professional Remodeler Magazine, as well as many of the other strategic alliances and technology groups that are out there that are really able to really help you take your business to the next level. Today, I want to talk about a topic that, you know, it's really timely, I think, this time of the year, and I'll introduce it in a moment here, but I'm always looking at ways to help you frame your business. You know, I know forever we've been thinking about an annual plan for the year upcoming, and we oftentimes think about the budgeting and the priorities and certainly the things that we want to accomplish. And I know a year ago I did a podcast focused on a 30-day year, and the focus of that was to try to break the year down into uh, 12, 30-day years as opposed to certainly thinking about it holistically. And I think that was really very, very relevant. I think we have a little less fogginess out there, so we don't necessarily need to look at, you know, the year just in terms of a month, but I do think there is certainly some really good lessons out of that that I'll be talking about in a moment here. You know, Harvard, for example, just came out of a meeting, you know, about a month and a half ago that shared, I think, some really important things. And the important things was about the growth. And we've seen, you know, uh, double-digit growth, almost 15% growth in home improvement and remodeling in 2022. However, in 2023, we're expecting that to go down, not down like the market is going to be bad, but down compared to 2022 to more like about 5% growth. So when you put those kind of things together and you say, oh my goodness, the sky is falling going from 15 to 5, not really. When you look at the last 20 years, the averages over the 20 years has been about 4% to 5% growth. So it's moving into a time that is more average pace. It's moving in a time where you're going to really, really need to have, you know, your skills with your business and the right focus with your business as opposed to take advantage of, you know, all the tailwinds that we've had in terms of the phone ringing off the hook and certainly with sales being easier. You know, I just did a podcast that encourage you to go back and listen so I don't uh, try to be too redundant in this podcast. And that was focusing on this whole theme of pivoting your business. You know, and as I think about that's so important. Don't think about wholesale change to your business as you move into 23. What are those things that need to be pivoted? You know, Pivoting like with a basketball player is keeping one foot in the right place and rotating the other. You know, pivoting means, you know, uh, one or two degrees different than what you've been doing. For example, on a flight going from Washington out to San Diego, just literally one degree difference is the difference between being in Mexico versus the United States. So it's important to think about those little adjustments, not necessarily those wholesale changes, because 
Most remodeling businesses, when they're listening to a podcast series like this, they've been around for a while. They've really said, you know, I got to think about my business, not just do it. And therefore, chances are you have the basic parts and pieces in place. You just need to sharpen it. So in this podcast that I did uh, a month or so ago, focusing on pivoting, one is you need to kind of adjust your thinking to be a little bit more focused on 2023 being uh, more of a, a dream for the year, not necessarily a concrete plan, a little bit of a sketch for the quarter and half year, and then a really detailed plan for the shorter term, meaning the one to two month plan. You know, you don't know what's going to happen right around the corner here with so many things happening out there. So don't get, don't fall in love with your annual plan that all of a sudden you can, in fact, be light enough afoot to adjust. The second, which relates to that, is that it's important to stay agile for 2023. This notion of pivoting has so many different legs and meanings to it, but stay kind of light afoot. You know, don't get so committed to your, your particular plan or your idea that you can adjust fairly quickly. And then lastly is, as you think about kind of that laundry list of adjustment, Think about it like like a wheel to a bicycle. You need to get out and adjust the individual spokes to make the overall wheel strong. So it's really more about those individual adjustments and not necessarily the whole thing. So I heard at a Harvard meeting uh, a representative from 3M talking about the future uh, in terms of the uh, how they're thinking about planning. And they said something that really, really resonated for me, and that is they want, they think it's very important to futurize your business. And, you know, you think of future as being kind of a noun, where futurizing it is more of a verb. And this notion of having a vision of where you're heading in the future, but you integrate it in with actions, you're futurizing your business for 2023. So, There are five things that I want to kind of categorize. Some of these are a little bit more philosophical. Some of them a little bit more tactical that I encourage you to think about as you futurize your business for 2023. And then I'll summarize with, I think, some really key kind of priorities of seven elements that you can look at. So the first one is, I think you need to have a strong vision. And this sounds almost a little bit patronizing, but I would say nine out of 10 remodeling firms that I interact with, they don't necessarily have that level of clarity of the vision. The vision is not what you need to do. The vision is where you're heading. You know, ask yourself, not just where am I going to be, but how do I want to feel three years from now, five years from now, as you reflect? What is it I really care about in my business? How do you define growth? And also bringing in some of your key leaders of defining growth. I find with a lot of businesses, defining growth, as simple as it sounds, has many, many different definitions to it. And you want to make sure that you're aligned with your partners, certainly with your leadership team members, of how you're defining growth. You also need to question a little bit your motivation. You know, what is it that you really care about? You know, in earlier Remodeling Mastery, I talk about seven uh, 
uh, motivations of remodeling owners, and they're really different from each other. And I think of it very much like a blend of a portfolio. When you're talking to an investment advisor, he'll talk to you whether you're conservative or moderate or aggressive investor. I think when it comes to your, your business, you have similar motivations that you need to consider. And that is so important that you look at some of those motivations. For example, if you tend to be more entrepreneurial, if you tend to be more of an investor, if you tend to be kind of more cause-driven in terms of something bigger than you and the business itself is what you're really motivated by. Or it could also be just the legacy, the legacy of the future. The, what you're creating today is something that you need a position for for the future. I remember speaking to one of the thought leaders fathers and the founder of a particular business. And what he said, what he cared about more than anything was his son's well-being. It wasn't about profit. It wasn't about growth. It wasn't about anything. It was really more about creating an environment for his sons for the future. So I think on number one, you need to spend some time thinking about, you know, where you're heading, getting aligned a little bit with your team on this topic. And I think if you can do that, uh, you're going to help to set the stage to better futurize your business. Number two on my list, as you get ready for 2023, is you need to spend some time taking inventory. I think we're moving so fast and furious and a little bit overwhelmed, just like our clients. And you need to take some inventory. You need to take some inventory of all the different elements within your business. You need to look at understanding why you're doing certain things. Most businesses are a product of evolution, not design. All of a sudden, even you as the founder of the business got into it because you probably had some change in your life. You've had some dream about having your own business. You had some sawdust in your blood and you said, you know what? I want to start a remodeling business. And once you started a remodeling business, you got projects, you got opportunities. And in many ways, they guided the growth of the business, not the design of the business. You also need to take inventory of your people. You know, one common denominator I've seen in many conferences that I've moderated or been involved in is this whole notion of people being first. You know, the difference between a $1 million, a $5 million, a $10 million, and a $100 million business is not necessarily the product and service. It's not the client. It's not even the marketing techniques right now because we all have access to technology and different marketing. The difference fundamentally is people and the scale of the people. So as you want to grow the business, it will require more people. And when it requires more people, you have got to be better at the people. So by making people first, I think that certainly uh, can, can help you to do that. But it's important that you're very honest with yourself in taking the inventory and you're listening to those dissident voices, certainly in the room, so you have a clearer understanding of kind of where you are if you want to futurize your business. Uh, number three uh, in futurizing, uh, I, I started a little technique I heard a few years ago that I really enjoy doing with groups, and that is what, what do you need to start, what do you need to stop, and what do you need to continue in your business? And if you do that exercise for yourself and for your leadership team, I think it really helps to have some clarity. 
you know, what are some of those things that you've been thinking about for a while that you really want to start or finally kind of uh, get committed to getting healthy into the new year on? What are the things that you want to stop that you've been saying? We haven't been saying no about this. We've been whale hunting, and every time we do get a whale in our uh, our business, it, it causes us headaches and problems. So you've just got to determine what kind of things you want to stop. And then what kind of things have you, have you had some success in 2022 that you really want to continue? You know, it could be related to some of the opportunities out there that you want to adjust and put a few more calories and energy in. You know, what are those elements that you really want to pivot and adjust one, two, three degrees in your business as you're moving into the new year? Number four, which is a little bit different than you would expect, is a big part of futurizing the business now more than ever is taking a hard look at your technologies. Now, technologies are not just high tech. Technologies are those things that really help you become more effective, more efficient, help you to differentiate yourself. So as you think about those technologies in your business, you know, I've been saying for a long time that it's going to make a big difference in business. In the last 10 years, it's revolutionized your business. You know it and I know it. However, most businesses are like this, this hodgepodge of different technologies woven together. They're not really thought collectively together. They don't speak to each other. The amount of money that's being invested into the technologies, are you really as current as you need to be in terms of some of those technologies? What's cool about technology today, if you're relatively small business, you can look very big, which I think for your clients that are looking for a lower risk type of solution, that might be an excellent thing. You can also move very fast by integrating technology if that's what you want to do. You don't want to wait three, five years to get to a place. You can do it today, literally in three to six months. So those technologies in your business, the ones that are especially client-centric, I think will in fact be a, a, a priority. So if you can make uh, or have a question as you look at the technologies, one of which is, what is the benefit of this technology to the client? If you're just doing a lot of technologies that are just benefiting you internally and spending a lot of time and energy and money and training, all those things, you know, that may not be the best use of your technology, energy, and calorie. Focus on the technologies that are really benefiting the client, and I think you're going to be more successful. You know, we're also looking at technology, you know, in a much more global way. There's many people that are outsourcing different elements in terms of the remodeling process, whether it's design or sales or marketing or whether it's even related to some of the specifications and some of the uh, elements that go into the products in your business that are more globally you know, utilizing different people from different countries. And that's, you know, really a product of the technologies really allow you to do that. But the bottom line, I think, is spending some time in futurizing your business. It would only be appropriate if you included a pretty deep dive in into the technologies. And number five is how do you pull all this together? You know, over the years, I use, as you know, a lot of metaphors, a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of uh, 
you know, analogies in terms of pulling things together. It's not to be clever, but I use them in a way that, that helps you to understand. So think of your business like a jigsaw puzzle, and you have all these individual pieces, and collectively together, they create a very, very clear, crisp image, but in their individual parts, they're only part of that. You know, think of your business like a wheel on a bicycle, that if you have all these spokes on the bicycle, you know, if you are out there riding and you have one spoke break, you can still continue to ride long and not be too problematic. Just be a little bit careful. If you have two that are either bent or, or damaged, then you have to be super careful. And if you have three broken, you have to walk the bike. So if you have 10 spokes within your business, you've got to make sure that, you know, at a minimum, they're functioning the way they need to. And that ultimately allows the wheels to spin. So to touch on just a few of what these spokes are, and I've listed seven here that you can just jot down and be focused. One is the culture of your business. You know, this is fundamentally who you are, the vision, the mission, the values of of who you are within the business. And those people, and certainly the spirit, is, is like the glue that holds it all together. You know, do take some inventory in that because if the culture is broken, I don't care what strategies, what kind of plan that you have, you know, fundamentally, you're probably not going to either uh, be very successful or, or, or certainly even to the point of survive. Uh, number two is the product itself. You know, the product is so important today and it can't be all over the board. You can't be fast food and fine dining at the same time. You've got to be focused and be more laser focused on what the product is. Not to the point that you're, you're not client centrics, but you've got to be focused on creating alliances that pass opportunities on to other people and not necessarily assume that you have to do all the product in a way. Your client today is shifting quite a bit. They're actually, I think, more skittish, more feral than they've ever been. They're escaping from captivity, so therefore they're very difficult to control, and certainly your product is is going to be part of that. The third is you have to have a lot of clarity on the consumer and certainly your client base. You got to focus on the client experience. You know, remodeling is all about the experience. I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about dining being more about the experience than the food. And of course, it's both. But do not underestimate the experience. As this particular expert in the restaurant business said, you know, at least with the experience, if you believe that's what's most important, you can always go back and take that piece of meat and get the right meat that is more medium rare. Whereas if you have a bad experience, you can't change that. Number four on my list is the team and the people. And I've talked a lot about that already. You know, people are your greatest assets. So making sure you put the right energy Training is an investment, not an expense. Making sure that's a priority moving into the new year. 
Number five is don't forget about the financial model itself. There are a lot of businesses out there that I must scratch my head and say, why don't they care about making money at this business? There's a lot of businesses out there in 2022 that not only had good years, but they had record years and record years in sales, record years in profits. But unfortunately, there's the flip side of that. At least 20, 25% are struggling. They're not making it necessarily any money because it is a difficult environment and they're just not making it happen. Uh, Number six on my list is the technologies. Now, I've talked about that already, but I think you do need to take some inventory in terms of those technology. What's interesting about that, I work with a company that actually made technology part of their company presentation. They're actually showing all the different technologies that they use within their business, whether it's house or the estimating system or whether it's different parts of their business that they're actually showing in terms of some of the technology and the measuring and the visualization, all of these things with technology. (coughs) And what's cool about it is what they've learned from this process is homeowners find that just as interesting as the portfolio of projects themselves. And so don't keep your technologies a secret. Make sure that you show your client what it's like to work with you and be able to communicate with you no matter where they are anywhere in the world during the the project. (coughs) Number seven on my list is leadership. You know, your leadership is what is critical to lead this. So if you want to futurize your business, it's going to be critical that you focus on the leadership in your business, not necessarily just all the parts and pieces. So (coughs) I want to thank everybody for listening to this podcast today. Again, the whole theme here is try to futurize. Futurizing is a verb, not a noun. And it's all about these actions that you'll be able to take to take your business to the next level. Take care, everyone.